I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back and how bloody good. State of Origin game number one kicks off tonight. Going to be a very exciting game from up there in Townsville. I'll be going for my Blues. You all know this is the only time of the year I get a little bit biased. I will have my full State of Origin preview dropping this afternoon. I'm going to have Natty joining me as well, so we'll go in depth there. But for this morning, I've got a good mate of mine that I grew up with, Pato, a local fellow from down at Bondi, and one of the head honchos of the Tricolor Syndicate, a heap of Roosters fans down there that have got together and there. They're trying to change the narrative a little bit on Roosters fans. We all know how much we give them shit for not showing up to games and whatnot. The Tricolor Syndicate, they're changing the narrative down there in Bondi. Head by Pato, Nolan, Clary, big Timmy Wilson, a few of the other bloods down there. So very exciting to have Pato join us to tell us their story, the Tricolor Syndicate story. I think they're going to do big things over the next year or two, so keep an eye on them. And then we jump into a bit of footy, talking about state of origin, uh, the Roosters over the last few years, and the Roosters moving forward as well. Pato, he's got a really good footy brain, a pretty handy footballer himself, just quietly. Uh, a little younger than me, but I remember him playing footy when he's grown up. He was unreal. Champion bloke as well. He's still he's still living in and around Bondi. Uh, working with Jake Friend at the moment, actually, and good mates with guys like Angus Crichton, Dylan Napa, and whatnot. Uh, he's on today to tell the story of the Tricolor Syndicate. Keep an eye on them over the next few years. Without a doubt, they're going to do special things. That's on Instagram, Tricolor Syndicate. Let's kick it off with Pato. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of my mates. I haven't seen him in a number of years. Pato, what's doing, mate? Mate, not much here. Keen to rip in on the Guru. Mate, I remember the first time I met you. I'm pretty sure I was in year 12, and you were a few years younger than us, and you were probably year 9, year 10, I would say, around that mark. Mate, when you guys were in year 12, I would have been in year 10, yep. Fuck, I remember being at our year 12 parties and walking down a hallway and seeing you. It was like having... um. You know, Sammy Walker in the building. I couldn't believe it. You look exactly the same. It's unreal. It's a blast from the past. It's near oh, about 11 years ago now, those days. So my t- your 10-year reunion would have been last year and mine's coming up next year. So, yeah, it's some good times back then. It was I was a deer in headlights at those parties, like trying to talk to some of those year 12 girls. But look, you weren't yeah. the only one, let me tell you. <laughs> nah, it was good fun it was good fun now mate obviously back then and still today a huge sydney roosters fan along with some of the other goons that we used to get around with that you're you're still spending a bit of time with mate the tricolor syndicate tell me what is it mate i've heard a bit about it over the last few weeks <laughs> mate you've had nolan on the show before but it's just pretty much um just a group of mates 
uh, got together uh, in 2018 and uh, we just wanted to start a little crew that like start, you know, going to all the rooster games, getting around the chooks because as you know, in the Eastern suburbs, a lot of people couldn't give a rat's ass about what's going on with the roosters or in sport in general. And, you know, people outside in the rugby league community sort of take the piss about the Chooks fans. So we'll, we'll, uh, you know, stuff it. We'll uh, get, get a crew together and see what we can do. And at the moment, I've only been doing it for a week on the Insta. I was gaining some good traction, which is cool. And, you know, we've got people asking about shirts and stuff. So who knows where it could go. It's uh, good. Mate, you mentioned Nolan there, of course. Uh, my listeners will remember we had him on our fan. is short for Fanatic. And, mate, I've described Nolan in a number of ways. Fanatic definitely has to be up there, though, doesn't it? <laughs> mate, yeah, Fanatic is up there for sure. Um, he probably takes the cake out of us. Us exec- we, call it, we have a little executive team, uh, which, which is uh, me, uh, Moisey, Timmy Wilson, Clary, and uh, Nolan. And he's probably up there with the most fanatic out of all of us but he's very passionate and that's why we love him but look they're all probably laughing at me saying passionate because i'm probably the most you know i get taught the most uh told the most passionate but it's good it's good we love it and it's it's always a good yarn and a good fun and mate of course uh clary he's making a bit of a splash on social media himself recently doing very well He's killing it. He's killing it. It's good for him. It's good for us. He's got a good platform that, um, you know, he's uh, succeeding in uh, through his clothing. And, like, when we get the shirts made and stuff, he's our go-to guy. He knows what to do. Gets done quick, smart, and, look, it's good. He, he chucks the chooks up on his page all the time. So it's good to see. It's good to show, you know, the, the chook supporters are still living. They're not dying anytime soon. Mate, I still remember the week before I went to schoolies, I got a message from Clary saying, hey, I'm going to be young. I need an ID. Can I borrow yours? And I thought, oh, you poor bastard, you poor <laughs> bastard. Mate, if I look enough I like say. you, where are the girls that are always with you? It's unbelievable. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I don't know, mate. You should be spewing he's asking you, not the other way around. But, nah, he's <laughs> mate, it's good. He he played for the Chooks 20s and – um. He's been there, done it, and it's good to see him still supporting the boys as always. What's his uh, What's his clothing brand again, mate? Uh, North Bondi Motorino Social Club, MBMSC. So you can find that on Insta, just MBMSC. Um, and he's all he's on all platforms. So get out there. Apparently there's a little uh, promo code, Chooks Back to Back, if you boys uh, and girls want some uh, merch. And, mate, I believe also in your little crew, you, you got a couple of current first graders, obviously Angus Crichton. I see you guys hanging out with him quite a bit. Good fella? Yeah, mate. He's a, he's a, he's a bloody legend. He's a bit younger than us, but you wouldn't know. He's, you know, he fucking stands way well above us, but he's a bloody good man, and uh, he helps us out with tickets and merch and stuff like that. So I can't thank him enough for his help. I've uh, been doing a little bit of plumbing for him, so it's good to help him out after helping us out over the years. And obviously, mate, him a really interesting story. Came from the country, and I guess most NRL fans remember him first as a South Sydney boy, but he was Eastern Suburbs through and through. He was down at Scots, wasn't he? Mate, he was down at Scots. I'm pretty sure he came in year nine or year 10 from uh, the country. And um, he formed a pretty good relationship with one of our um, good mates, Jack Maddox, who's a Waratah. And then just through being down at East Rugby and stuff, we've all sort of mingled together. He actually lived with another good mate of mine. So 
we've always been, uh, you know, going over to his down in Point Piper to the boys' house. And if we're not getting haircuts, you know, just cruising, talking, it's good. It's good stuff. He knows his way around a haircut, mate. <laughs> he's had a few. He went through the mohawk stage and now he's gone for the uh, the long hair surfer dude stage. So I think he was saying he's going for someone, from, um, I think the quarterback from Friday Night Lights um, <laughs> with the long hair. So, <laughs> nah, he's, he's doing well. I think the long hair is better than the mohawk, but the mohawk was always a boy's cut. So it's good. It's interesting to see. Mate, one of your other close mates, obviously a former rooster, played in the 2018 grand final, Dylan Narba, old uh, scat man do over there. I'm sure you've got some good stories on him. Yeah, big naps, mate. He's a he's a bloody good dude as well. I've been uh, lucky lucky enough to meet him through um, Clary because them two are very close. But um, mate, it was great to see him um, get the get the win in that grand final, and we're uh, we're all dogs dogs fans when the Roosters aren't playing to see him go well. So uh, it's always good to see him running out there. Mate, uh, take me back to the Tricolor Syndicate. Take me to the day that it kicked off. Where were you? Mate, I can't recall the exact moment, but it's just we were all just talking about, like, you know, starting a group because, like I was saying before, um, people just giving the roosters shit for not having fans and stuff. So we just started, like, we're just like, stuff it, we'll do it. We got shirts made, made a Facebook group for all the rooster fans we know, um, went to games together. We are pretty, we are pretty, uh, pretty strict at the start trying to get everyone to go to all the games and stuff. I remember calling out a few people for piss week excuses like being hungover or not wanting to come and stuff like that. But we were trying to go to most home games because it was pretty easy. We all lived pretty close to the old Allianz Stadium, so there was no excuse really. But we got to a few and then we decided to do a Newcastle trip and we, we all, there was about probably like 12 of us there and we got shirts made. Did like a write-off, you know, like a little jersey prezzo, you know, got pissed. Good night in Yui, the Chooks won. So that sort of kicked it all off, really. And then, you know, the boys won the grand final that year. So some say it was a good omen, coincidence, I don't know. But it worked out well and we're still going. Mate, obviously 2018, I know from watching you, you're a pretty handy union player yourself. And I believe that grand final, you're actually away on a tour. <laughs> Mate, it was... Uh, yeah, so I played down at East Rugby and that year we um, went over to Europe or like the UK um, for a rugby tour and like that, that was huge. Like it was massive, so fun. Like played games, went to Oxford University, stuff like that. Couldn't turn it down. But as the season went on, I realised that I was going to miss the final series and we were in Hong Kong about to fly to London and Roosters had just um, kicked off. It wasn't even kick off, but they, as I was flying from Hong Kong to London, Roosters were playing South in the um, prelim. And um, I was trying to get Wi-Fi on the plane, couldn't get any. Um, and then as soon as I got close enough to land while in the um, plane, I got trying to get data room just to check the score. And I saw the score and I just was like, started like yelling. One of the boys on the tour with us was a South fan. And I started screaming in his face. I like, suck it, mate. And um, it was crazy. And then we went out to some like hectic nightclub, some rave in London. And I was wearing my Chooks jersey all night. It was pretty, um, it was pretty funny, a bit of a write-off, but it was good, good fun and good memories. Mate, uh, did you check the flights? How much they cost to come back or what? <laughs> 
mate, <laughs> my brother and like the boys were like telling me to come back and mate, it was probably the biggest FOMO of my life. Um, not being there. Like it was, I'm pretty sure from memory it was on Timmy Wilson's birthday, like the grand final. And like we were on the grand final today, we were in Edinburgh in Scotland and it was like semi raining and we were at this big um, pub and had this massive outdoor TV just sitting in the rain, watching it, having a few beers, pretty hung from the day before. And my, the boys are calling me like speaking to like one of my mates, dad's like Nolan's dad. It was, it was quite emotional, but it was also like looking back on it, I wouldn't change it because if I probably came all the way back, maybe they wouldn't have played as good, but you know, it was one of those things. I definitely thought about coming back and the FOMO was real, but it was a good experience watching it in Edinburgh, no doubt. And, mate, how well did they play that night? I've never seen the Melbourne Storm kept quieter, essentially. Mate, it was like – it was clockwork. It was a clinic. Like, as a fan, you, you, you're sitting there waiting for something to go wrong. And, like, if you're not – if you weren't a Roosters fan or Melbourne fan, you're like, oh, yeah, Roosters going to smoke me. But if someone told me that on the day, I would have been like – Mate, shut up, like, it's not over yet. But re-watching it, you could say Melbourne were never in the game. So it was, uh, for as a Roosters fan, like, they go through these periods where, you know, they could do a couple of good things and then the other team's back in. But that was a pretty stress-free game, which is, which is good for the heart. Mate, obviously 2018, you weren't in Sydney for it. 2019, a year later, uh, the Roosters go to be the first team Back-to-back, back. Uh, first team since the Brisbane Broncos in the early 90s, an incredible record to break. Take me through the entire 2019 grand final day, mate, because I imagine it's not an 80-minute performance for you guys. <laughs> mate, I remember it clearly. We're at the SCG. Uh, we played Melbourne in the prelim to get into the grand final. And all I was thinking is just, I don't even care if we don't win the grand final. I just want to make the grand final just, just for the day. Because like we do it, we do it pretty well. We normally meet up at the beach road at some early hour of the day, um, get on the piss all day. All the boy, all the boys and girlfriends and everyone, the whole pretty good down at the beach road. They don't really, there's no rules in the day. Everyone's in jerseys, flags, got like the speakers pumping rooster man all day. Like it's an epic day. Get on a party bus full of grog. Fuck, it's a bad night. day to be a bus. Good God. <laughs> getting all the way out there. Like we organized the bus. Like, mate, there's people's dads, you know, girlfriends, wives, mums, dads getting on on this bus. Like we're going mental. Like we're playing the Raiders. One of our mates actually was a Raiders fan and he was just getting heckled the whole way. To his credit, he got on the bus after the game, but took his jersey off. <laughs> um, but no, it was an epic day. And like I had my sister there, my girlfriend there, my brother, my good mates. Like, it was an unreal day. It was it was one I couldn't miss again. And, mate, another cracking game. Uh, the Canberra Raiders mm. put up a sensational fight. I, I just remember from that game, and I, th- I think it's not spoken about enough, Jack White and his kicking game was unbelievable. But Brett Morris, that might have been one of the most underappreciated performances I've ever oh, seen. I've been, I've been saying it for years. Like, that game, I remember, I think it was eight all at half time, and... I had like a whole bottle of Coke and bourbon to drink in that second half. And I didn't take a single sip because I just felt sick in my stomach that whole second half, mate. Like it was ridiculous. I remember just like looking at my best mate, one of my best mates from Queensland had flown down. We were sitting next to each other and like, I just couldn't, like we were looking at each other like, 
we were just waiting for like you know the jaw dropping moment of Raiders to score or something like that. But man, it's, it was ridiculous. And Jack White was putting on a bloody dime like just outside the try line, and Brett Morris was just bomb after bomb, scoot after scoot, like. I did a little um, post for his retirement the other day and I was re-watching the game quickly and some of the, not just the bombs he was catching, the scoots he was taking after catching it. He'd catch it, someone would take the run, then he'd have a scoot or a run. And, mate, he just – it amazes me how good he was. And, like, it's very sad to see him retire. Um, but, like, it was, it's – like I said, it was an honour to see him don the tricolours. And, mate, the biggest player that game, of course, Joey Lalua, I'm sure you'll remember it. He chops uh, Boyd Cordner in half. It's a legs tackle, though, so Cordner gets elbows and knees, and you can just see how well the Roosters are trained. They know that if you win a tackle, the next play it's on. You see Luke Keary jump into dummy half. He scoots out to the right. He comes back down the left, and the rest is history, mate. Latrell gets it on his right side, flicks to Teddy. He runs away and scores. Explain to me uh, the emotions around that moment. Real uh, as a fan, like we were sort of behind them from that on the, on the second half. We we're behind them; they were running away from us, and you could sort of see it unfold, but you couldn't really believe it. I don't really remember the child flicking it. I just remember like jumping up and down like a bloody crazy girl at a rock uh, one direction concert or something like that. It was, man, we were the biggest fan girls that day, carrying on deluxe, you know. But fuck, you got away when when your team's about to win a grand final. Mate, I imagine you probably stayed there for the victory lap, saw all that, got that bus yeah. home. Where did the bus take you to, mate? Are you going to Bondo Junction? So it was good. But they did the victory lap and we got to see Angus on the at the fence and we got a pretty gun selfie. So if you go on the uh, Tri-Color Syndicate Instagram page, you'll be able to see it. We're slowly uploading some photos from like just the 2018 and 19 grand final like after and stuff. So... We then went back to East Rugby and um, we kicked on there for a little bit. And then we all, like not all of us, there's a handful of us got um, wristbands and we got into the Leagues Club to go up and see a few of the boys. Um, and that was that was sick. Um, having beers with Angus, obviously. Running into um, Brett Morris. I got a photo with him. I've uploaded it just today. Um, and I was chewing his ear off saying, mate, you should have been Clive Churchill. You should have been Clive Churchill. And, mate, for someone that just won a grand final, you have this loser just yapping in, in, his, in your ear. He still like, had the time to say, thanks, mate. Like, I appreciate it. I had a beer with him. Like, it was epic. It was like, it was, as a fan, it was probably like a surreal moment and one I will cherish forever. Mate, I imagine after grand final night, I mean, I, I, I know better than anyone, you go to that grand final, you come back quite often, um, I'll go out after. But, of course, everything starts to close at about midnight that night. It can be a nightmare. If you're not at Bondo Junction, where did you guys go after? Mate, we were at Bondo Junction. So we went at East and then we went to the Lees Club. And then, like, oh, I don't know, I, I ended up just going home at some ridiculous time after the Lees Club. Um because I was like, you, you, you're there and everyone's sort of going to kick on. You're like, you don't want to be that guy to, who has nothing really to do with them and be going back to the official kick-ons of like the grand final. So it's probably the smart thing to do just to head home at whoever know what time it was, but it was good fun. Mate, obviously the year after, uh, 2020, Cooper Cronk retires. In my opinion, one of the best sevens we've ever seen. Probably the hardest seven to replace. What he did at the Roosters over those few years, unbelievable. Kyle Flanagan comes in. Uh, big shoes to fill, very tough gig. 
you finish fourth, uh, you go out in straight sets. I mean, finishing fourth for, for most teams is a successful season, but for the Roosters, um, a huge failure in, in the eyes of most. Yeah, some people say it's a failure, but, man, like at the end of the day, you got squad there that have, went, have gone back-to-back and then, you know, played, some have been playing test footy, origin footy, you know, all the, all the other rep games in between that. So they've played, what, 25 rounds plus, you know, three origins, four tests or whatever it is. So ends up being like 30-something games. If you like, that's about 60-something games in two seasons. And into another final series, you could just see the wheels slowly falling off. Um, well, it's not like we were, it was a lack of effort or stuff, but you could just see the other teams were a bit fresh. Um, we came back in that Penrith game. I think we just lost by one yep. in the end, um, and then we just lost to Canberra, who were just we were just slipping off tackles and stuff. And you know what? Like, I'm not gonna. I was obviously a fan. You're spewing, but you you sit back and you just go, mate. Like, there's not much more the boys can do. They've given it all. And as a fan, we're going back to back, so can't be too selfish. I think it also, mate. Last season shows just how much gas is taken out of the tank when you win one premiership, let alone two. I mean, you look back at last year. The boys had their preseason. They came back for two weeks. They had another two months yeah. off. They didn't have to go through Origin and they were still out of gas. It just shows how much it takes out of you, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. A lot out of it. And mate, we had some, we've had some cooking injuries as well. We had Victor out. He's a huge last year. He's a huge part of our team. We had Beryl's also out. You know, Friendy played Origin. He probably needed a break at times. You know, we had other like Billy Smith. Um, he's like one of our depth um, back um, outside back centers. So yeah, like no, there's no excuses there. Like as Robo says, but at the end of the day, you got to look at you got to call a spade a spade and see where we were at. And mate, of course, this year, um, you know, I, I thought you'd be right up there with the very best of them again. And look, but you're such a good system, you still will be. But I mean, all the injuries you've had. I mean, alone, we farewelled Brett Morris and Jake Friend. I mean. There's 500 games of first grade there. It's just unbelievable how it's panned out this year. Yeah, like I was just saying, the injuries last year were cruel. Um, and then I think we had Lindsay Collins and Luke Keary both do their um, ACL in the same game. Um, and then we saw Friendy having to retire. Um, Lachlan Lamb did his MCL early in the season. Um, Verils has just come back from an ACL and then semi-detached retina, you know, Billy Smith doing his shoulder Rico in pre-season. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on. But, you know, like, <laughs> it's, I guess it's... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's bit, you know, lame to say but as a research fan you're sort of always expecting you know these high performances over the last few years like and then when you when we start you know going away as you could say it's hard to take but <laughs> as snobby as that sounds but you know you just got to cop it and move forward but it's been good you see sam walker coming in and fresh breath air you know um 
it's been unbelievable seeing him. He's um, needed that couple of weeks off, but exciting times ahead. Uh, and I still think we can push, um, you know, once we get Angus back this week, we get Victor back in three weeks, uh, Sammy Walker. We're starting to get Truth back, hopefully Boyd. I still think we can make that top six, five, even pushing for that fourth spot uh, if we get in a little bit of a run. I thought we were pretty unlucky against that, against Para when Drew Hutchinson got, um, you know, taken out. We were in that right, in that to the end. So, mate, it's not lack of effort. It's just, you know, you know, like run out of gas or troops. Mate, you already mentioned it before, and I definitely think moving forward for them this season, Victor Radley, he's the man holding the cards, isn't he? He needs to be on the field for the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, and I think the whole rugby league community knows what happened to him against the Broncos that night. It's a bit of BS. Um, these, that rule, the rule crackdown or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's, it's caused a lot of issues and, a lot, not just Victor, like some other players have copped it, um, copped it badly as well, which may be unfair because you look at it, what well, Victor got five weeks in the end and what did Dylan Brown get uh, for Drew Hutchinson three? So, three, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, not just as a Roosters fan, as a fan in general, it's hard, it's a tough pill to swallow, but I think I think they're, they're doing a better job in the last couple of weeks. I think it's chilled out a bit um, and I just hope that um, continues. Mate, State of Origin uh, kicks off later tonight, obviously, and we've got your good mate Angus Crichton. He's missing, Tyson Frizzell's missing. So there's been a couple of changes to this side. Tell me, mate, what do you think of the back row that Freddie's picked and the uh, and the bench that he's gone for? Mate, considering the two starting back rowers are out in Frizzell and Crichton, I don't think it's – I think it was pretty expected, really. You got Lee Martin on the bench there. I don't know. You could maybe start him and put Cam Murray – on the bench or put Isaiah Yo on the bench and Murray to 13 and you have a genuine second row there. Because I remember Murray started at second row last year, I think for South. And I don't, I don't think it was a success. Not that he was bad, but I don't think it's his specialist. But look, Origin at the end of the day, you just got to run hard, tackle hard, and hopefully it works out for the Blues because up there in Townsville, we must win this game on. Of course, it's in bloody Townsville, isn't it? They've done it again to us. <laughs> Mate, it's it's a sunsick joke, isn't it? Like, oh, I don't. Everyone's like, I was listening to Finchie and Dead and Kent the other day, and Finchie's in New South Wales. Goes, mate, it's sweet. Like, Townsville deserve it. It's like, I don't care if they deserve it. You can't, <laughs> you can't be having it up there too. You can't have Queensland game one and two. It's just, yeah. Anyway, we all know what it is. And of course, the same old narrative. Tonsillitis hit him this week. I have no doubt that Dane Gagai is going to come out and brain it once again. Uh, I don't know. I swear Dane Gagai just chills during the NRL season and just waits for this game. But, uh, you know, another another yarn in the book of origin feuds. But who knows? The, who, who knows if they're actually sick or not? Then you got bloody Brimson in doubt. Um, who else you got? Who else is in doubt? For Reed Marnie, he's obviously been ruled out for, for whatever reason. They let yeah, him go yeah. back and play club football last weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah. Brain explosion there. And then you got Harry Grant who hasn't played footy and he's expecting to play 80 minutes of origin. Like, good on him. Good luck to him. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he gasses out. It'd be good for us. But he's a freak of a player, so I wouldn't count him out. Mate, the halves pairing that Freddie's gone for, I think they've lost two games of football in 18 months. An incredible record, but we know origin. Uh, it's a completely different beast now. How do you see the New South Wales halves going? I think it was a logical choice. I don't think he could... Um, 
I don't think you couldn't. I don't think you could not pick them on the form, especially Cleary, and then Luai's been sort of killing it as well as his Robin to uh, Batman. But I think I think they're going to go all right. I don't think the occasion will um, get the better of Jerome Luai. I think if he just you know stays calm and plays his game, it should come off. He's not going to have as much time as he does for Penrith, but I still think. Um, He's going to go well, like I'm hoping, and he just needs to prove it to us. Um, get in there. I was listening to Cameron Smith, just get in there early and get a feel for the game and take it by the horns. I think the biggest plus for these two is that, of course, the lock forward Isaiah Yo is going to be there. It's a massive advantage to have for these halves, isn't it? I think for these guys on debut, the more familiar faces, the better. Um, I reckon Victor Rally might have been in there if he was um, available for selection. Um, no doubt, yeah, it was going to be in the squad, but um, it definitely helps the boys, as in um, Luai and To'o and Cleary with and Martin with Yo there as well, their captain. Um, so he, he also, you know, has a bit of ball playing in him, um, fast around the ruck. So just hopefully he can bring these Penrith players can bring their form um, to Origin. Hopefully not Capewell though. Fingers crossed, mate. Obviously, uh, Kalen Ponga, he's been ruled out. We've heard that Val Holmes, he's going to be playing fullback. Brimson is going to come off the bench, with, which brings Kyle Felt onto the wing. He's one guy that if I was Freddie, I think I'd be trying to target his edge, depending on where they land. We're not exactly sure which sides they're going to be playing on yet. If you were Freddie, mate, which areas of the Maroons are you looking at to target? I think Kyle Felt is one that we can get into, especially on debut. Um, who know he's in his hometown in Townsville so he's a, he's a handy player in the air so I think if we get into him coming out of yardage that'll be good but I think we've got to be careful he's a um, area specialist as well as Xavier Coates so if we can keep them away obviously from uh, the crossfield kicks and stuff like that I think that will benefit us but like we can get into him but I'm also worried these bloody Queenslanders lift a leg when they're up in, especially at home, and Colfelt's from Townsville and debut. It's, it's a recipe for disaster, really, but just got to just got to go well, get out there and rip into him. Give me a first try scorer. First try scorer. Uh, mate, I have been absolutely rubbish on these same game multis lately, but I'll, uh, for the Chook, uh, sorry, Chooks, for the New South Wales, I'll be going first try scorer. I'll go. I'll go Teddy. Teddy, and yeah. Then, and then for Queensland, um, I'll go Kyle Felt. Man of the match. Man of the match, mate. It's clear his time to shine. He needs to step up. Um, he has. He's played a couple of big games. He's played one good game in not good game, but a standout game last year, game two. Um, I think he needs to really step up and have a Cameron Munster, Joey Johns type of game if we want to win this series and I think tomorrow's a night for him. And what's the final score going to be, mate? Mate, it's going to be it's going to be a dry track up there, so hopefully plenty of footy. I'm going to say we'll go I reckon, I reckon 20 to 24. 20 to 24. Beautiful, mate. Uh, for all my listeners, make sure you jump on, you follow the Tricolor Syndicate. Are there any plans over the next few weeks, mate? Getting away to any away games or anything? Hey, I'm actually going up to Goldie this weekend for uh, my girlfriend's dad's birthday. He's living up there at the moment. And it's just coincidentally that the Chooks are playing up there So on the at Seabus. So me and her brother are going to try and get to the game uh, if we get the old man's blessing and just get up there, cruise for the long weekend. And, mate, not much apart from that. Same old.
Now, mate, last thing I'll ask you before I let you go, and I could be wrong, but were you blokes in the newspaper or something on the news one time? I remember seeing some ridiculous sort of boy band sort of image of you guys strolling down Bondi Beach. Hit me with that one. Mate. <laughs> oh, it's a bit of dribble and yarn from the boys, mate. We just take this whole thing's been a bit of a piss take, but like as much as it's taken the piss, it's also serious. Like we're, we're serious about repping the chooks. Um, and then some reporter on grand final week in 2019 <clears throat> hit Angus up about, well, do you have any mates that go for the chooks? And he goes, mate, I have a, I have a group of them. And he goes, why don't you meet us down at Bondi beach on the day, a couple of days before grand final, we'll get a few flicks, right. And get a couple of quotes and stuff like that. So we all went down, just you know, having a bit of a laugh, and, and they've got us walking across Bondi Beach like a, some boy band. So <laughs> we had it, had it nearly a double page spread in the Sydney Morning Herald, and I've still got it here, chucked it up on the Instagram. So if you can have a look, have a look. It's it's good fun, bit of a laugh, but you know, just got to have a fun with it, mate. If you had to bench someone from the Tricolor Syndicate, who would it be? Bench someone? Yep. Oh, mate, I don't know. Who, don't who know. gets the tap on the shoulder? Oh, <laughs> mate, there's a few, there's a few uh, fair weather, fair weather uh, members that haven't been pulling their weight. So I'll say one of them. I won't name drop, but uh, we'll just go with one of them. I, I couldn't dog the boys like that. We've, we've worked too hard together. We've got a good executive team, like I was saying before, where we, where we get around, talk a bit of shit, have a few beers. We're trying to get some more shirts made. Um, for some people that haven't got them. I've got heaps of randoms, like I was saying before, asking for the shirts. So, who knows? It could be a podcast in the future or some shirts. So, if you can, just give us a message, get the traction going, and who knows what's going to happen. Don't worry, mate. I'll send that message to Nolan for you. Tell him he's back on the time <laughs> this week. Well, mate, man, we're going to have to bench Nolan. He's left us to go to New Zealand. So, I guess it's the fairest way. Mate, uh, I appreciate your time so much. As I said, all my listeners, the Tricolor Syndicate, if you're a Roosters fan, get around them. I must say, mate, as much as the Roosters do cop shit for their fans, you blokes, you definitely are true Roosters fans. You're out there, rain, hail, or shine. Mate, we are we're out there, rain, hail, or shine. Reckon the boys, it's all in good fun. Bit of a piss take, bit of a yarn, all good over a few beers. So get on the Insta page. We're trying to get it going. Who knows what's going to happen? We're all, bit, we're all just bludgers having some fun. So... Mate, we're going to keep the ride going. Pato, thanks for your time, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Dirk. You're a legend. See you, mate. Good stuff. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.